Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Did you know that eggs are amongst the most nutritious foods on the planet, containing a little bit of almost every nutrient you need? Not only are they full of vitamins and minerals, but they're a good meatless source of inexpensive, high-quality, complete protein. Now, complete proteins contain essential amino acids that your body cannot produce itself and which must come from the diet. This makes eggs a great food choice for vegetarians who may otherwise struggle to get these essential amino acids with meat and fish cut from their diet. On your next supermarket list, add Clarence Court Free Range Eggs. With sunshine yellow yolks, I'm telling you, their rich flavor really can make the most ordinary recipes extraordinary. You can find Clarence Court eggs in all the major supermarkets, including Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Tesco, Ocado. And to learn more, please visit clarencecourt.co.uk. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Can you have your carbs and eat them too if you're trying to lose weight? With all the low-carb diets to choose from, it might seem like an impossibility, but that's just one of many misconceptions about carbohydrates. The demonization of carbs is so evident today that I find myself defending them on almost a daily basis in clinic. The truth is, carbs are crucial to optimum health, and today I want to delve right in and explain exactly why this is, in the hope that you'll never fear a slice of bread or bowl of pasta again. So joining me to explain the truth about carbs is registered dietitian Hala El Shafi, who specializes in eating disorders and bariatric surgery. Hello, Hala. Hello, Rhiannon. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very well. I think um, the topic we're going to discuss today is so, so typical of the questions that you and I as registered health professionals, you as a registered dietitian and me a registered nutritionist get every single day. So to start, if we start with if, if carbs were, as they are said to be in the media, the sole cause of weight gain, then surely we should see everybody on low-carb diets lose more weight than those on high or moderate-carb diets. But that's not the case, is it? It's not the case. I mean, there are so many misconceptions about nutrition as a whole and carbohydrates 
are of no exception. In fact, actually, it's um, it's it's really off the scale, actually. And there are so many misconceptions, and it's actually really concerning because it's now got to the point where it's actually dangerous, and we are seeing issues, and I'm sure you're seeing issues in your clinic with regards to people who have literally taken out a whole food group without understanding um, the importance of... Um, you know, ensuring that you have the right types of foods yeah. and also nutrients within within the diet. So I think we should start with what is a carb? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with the biochemistry. Yeah, okay. let's go So there. basically in um, simple terms, uh, we're going back now, um, it's actually a compound that's made up of carbohydrates, oxygen and hydrogen. Mm-hmm. But uh, to put it in um, sort of clear terms, we, I mean, carbohydrates are actually basically split into simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people will have heard about, but maybe they don't actually understand what that means. And in really simple terms, it's really how the body actually digests them and actually how we we use them. Mm. Yeah, no, very well explained. I think most people would think of simple as a piece of white bread or complex as a piece of brown bread. And carbs are such an important component of the diet. So let's talk through some of the reasons why today we are saying perhaps you actually need these carbohydrates. <laughs> well, you really do need carbohydrates. Um, and we are getting so many mis- mixed messages in the media about, well, we don't need carbohydrates. Um, and on a technicality, you could survive without carbohydrates. However, this is the preferred source of energy yeah. in the body. And also the the brain actually needs glucose, okay, yeah. which is what um, carbohydrates are broken down into. Isn't 25% of our brain's energy like that's fueled by glucose exactly right and also it it does affect our mood you know there are lots of different aspects here and my biggest concern is once we break down foods into nutrients we don't go into the supermarket buying nutrients (laughs) or we don't order nutrients in a restaurant it's such a good analogy think about it yeah so when you actually break it down like that it starts to become a nonsense because yeah. it actually is a nonsense. But that nonsense is causing serious issues for many, many people because of the lack of understanding. So hopefully today we'll be able to dispel most of, if not all, of those myths. No, I think that's so, so true. And we will definitely be discussing those really important factors because we know and we both know that serotonin is our happy hormone and that actually serotonin plays a role with the production of melatonin which regulates our circadian rhythms and our sleep cycle and also a lot of it comes from the gut which links back to things like how healthy is your gut um, carbohydrates contribute to that but what impact Hala could cutting carbs have on someone what are the kind of signs that people tend to see I think the most obvious um, sign is poor energy levels Mm. so you know irritability you hear the term (laughs) hangry I mean seriously you ask anybody I was who so cuts hungry out. yesterday <laughs> I mean literally don't speak to me if I've yeah. missed lunch or I'm late for lunch because you, honestly you'd be on the we receiving end we were stuck end. in traffic where I think Buckingham Palace was closed and we decided to go to Victoria for lunch and about an hour later in traffic I was an hour behind my lunch and we both had to go home and give up it was Ro- awful road rage happens road rage. Yeah? Yeah. exactly <laughs> no um, and and it, do, it does affect your mood um, because it's directly affecting your blood sugars mm-hmm. and once your blood sugars are not no longer stable that has a direct effect now a lot of people assume well, I don't have the willpower and so on and so forth but it's actually not a- about that it's about yeah. the physiological effect that it has on the body 
Thank you for clarifying that. So I think a lot of people think about willpower and they think that they're not good enough or they can't say no. So you said it is evolutionary, basically. Absolutely. I mean, um, everything that we eat has a direct effect on um, our gut, Mm. our digestion and our blood sugars. And that then has an effect on how we actually function um, as a human. And It's so much more than weight. And I'm so upset that nutrition has now been just devalued to just weight loss, weight gain. Yeah. I mean, with all due respect, I didn't train for as long as I did and you didn't train for as long as you did. Neither did any of our colleagues um, in the field. Um, Just to do weight loss. Thank you. I feel like if I give a talk somewhere, um, it's always, well, how are you going to help me lose weight? Whereas, like you just said, look at your energy levels, your concentration, your mood every day. Your sleep patterns. All of these factors Mm. affect absolutely everything, including your ability to manage weight, even your stress levels. Because there's a hormonal um, uh, balance, which is absolutely crucial. Now, you start messing around with your nutrition and what you're eating you will start to also have a negative knock-on effect to your physiology. Oh, there's okay. so much I want to delve into now. My, head's, my head is spurring <laughs> with things like calories and all this different. But I think actually, let's start with them. Why? I mean, I see people in my clinic that are scared of white carbs. Do you want to just explain? I know we touched on it at the beginning. What is the difference between white and brown carbs. <laughs> okay, so basically what we're talking is simple carbohydrates, okay? Now, um, if we actually break down, um, going back to the biochemistry yes. of what carbohydrates are, they're actually broken down into monosaccharides, mm-hmm. um, which is the simplest form, and actually that's how the gut actually absorbs um, the carbohydrates that yeah. you eat. Um, the, the next category is disaccharides, which is the two of them added together. Yeah, so di, so mono, the word, mono one. one di. <laughs> and then we go to oli, um, which Many, is a few, yeah. and poly, which which is lots. Yes, exactly. So it's <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's, that's taking actually, me back to uni. There, <laughs> you and me both. So the the factor here is that anything that we eat, if they're um, dye, um, or oli, or polysaccharides, mm. they have to be broken down into monosaccharides. Now, polysaccharides, which is fiber, which we'll talk about Ooh, later, yeah. um, cannot be broken down. Okay, so that then means that there is a direct effect on your blood sugar or not, as the case may be. Okay, so it does affect our blood sugars, and that's why it's important. So going back to white bread, Mm. it is a simple sugar. It's broken down into simple sugar, and it does have a direct effect on your energy levels and stabilizing those. Excellent. But it doesn't mean, of course, that there's a good or a bad food, because, of course, they have a place. I don't use that terminology, Mm. um, and I focus on re-educating clients and patients on that because that has such a negative connotation with regards to your relationship with food. There is no such thing as a good or bad food. Um, This is not um, a wrong or right situation. It's about the balance of our our diet. And also, to, to be quite perfectly honest... It's okay to have those foods occasionally. Of course. And, and they what, would life, be, <laughs> what yeah. would life be without them? <laughs> I know. We don't just eat for our nutritional status. No. Exactly. I completely agree. And you've mentioned blood sugar a lot. So a term I think people will have heard a lot of is GI or the glycemic mm-hmm. index. But I'm not sure everyone knows exactly what that means. So should people be focusing on the GI of their food? Only if you're working with a registered nutritionist or a registered dietitian. And I'll explain the reason why. On its own, you will get yourself into trouble. And I'll yes. explain to you why. So <laughs> just just to throw it out there, for example, um, watermelon has mm. a higher GI um, than chocolate cake. 
Oh my goodness! Right. There you so, go. <laughs> so there you go. So you yeah. could get yourself into a lot of hot water and into a bit of a mess if you're just doing that. So it's really in context, and it's really about the balance of your whole diet, and not just in one day because we can't get everything that we need in just one day, one most meal. People think low GI is good for them, but like you just said, chocolate cake is lower than watermelon, yeah, so it we, genuinely exactly. doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, it's very, very important to bear that in mind. So, of course, the exception to focusing on things like GI diets, again, is if you're diabetic. And I think let's just separate them out and put type 1 diabetes aside just for a second. Um, Can you explain a bit more about type 2 diabetes and why this may be affecting them with blood sugar levels? So basically with type 2 diabetes, you have an insufficiency of um, insulin production from the, the pancreas, yeah. but also your your body um, has just become less able to actually utilise that insulin in very basic terms. Yeah. However, the nutrition is absolutely crucial yeah. um, in somebody with type 2 diabetes, as is um, activity as well. Now, if you do have type 2 diabetes, you absolutely need to be under a registered dietitian and yeah, a diabetic 100%. team as well, yeah. um, because there are serious implications of not being able to manage your blood sugars over a period of time. Now, there has been some really interesting research with regards to low-carbohydrates diet. Yeah, low-carb diets, because I hear it all the time, Hal. I hear... um, give up carbs if you've got type 2 diabetes. Well, it's not that simple. Mm. Now, um, low-carbohydrate diets can be safe and effective in the short term. But remember I said can be safe yeah. and effective <laughs> in the short time. So that is what that's also why we need to ensure that you are under a registered dietitian and mm. a diabetic team to be able to manage your blood sugar levels as well. Also, if your blood sugars become very low and you're, you become hypoglycemic, mm. which is also the risk of having a low carbohydrate diet, yeah. then you could potentially be in trouble. So that is also a factor which people don't consider. Well, no, I think they always assume take the sugars out, take the sugars out, and they forget actually sometimes they really need the sugars. Absolutely. So it can work both ways. And again, that's reiterated the importance of not just taking something out of your diet without fully understanding what it does. I mean, the UK government guidelines recommend that approximately 50% of our total energy intake should be from carbs in itself. And this is a helpful rule of thumb to follow, but obviously we're all unique, aren't we? So We are absolutely unique. And yeah. I think just to um, clarify that further, what we need to be looking at is not just the type of carbohydrate, but the quality and the quantity. And that is where people um, go wrong, so to speak. So... Um, that's why working with a healthcare professional who is qualified yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and actually knows what they're doing, um, because you know all of our studies are research based and evidence based, ensures that you, we keep you safe because that's that's what it's about at the end of the day. And so many people end up. Um, getting into so many problems as a result of doing something on their own. Well, you specialise in eating disorders, Hala, as well, and bariatric surgery. And you must see this kind of thing all the time with people just suddenly being very scared of a food group. This um, phenomena, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there are research statistics on this, but anecdotally, I am seeing a serious increase in food aversion, food, um, fear of foods, mm. and specifically carbohydrates, and it's so misplaced. Yeah. But the fear is very, very real. And trying to unpick that, because somebody has read um, an article or started um, 
a diet without understanding really what the implications of that are, you know, has very, very serious consequences. Yeah, I mean, I see many people in clinic that are very surprised when I tell them that fruit and vegetables actually contain carbohydrates as well. Well, this is it, as as does milk. You know, people, you know, (laughs) don't actually understand. And yes, we want people to be reducing what we call free sugars um, in the diet, because as a nation, we are eating too much of that. We those. have a whole podcast episode on sugar yeah. because so, that's so important. So I won't labour on too much um, on that, but with regards to free sugars specifically, there is no nutritional benefit. However, there is still a place for it. That's fine too. Yeah. But what we're wanting to see much more of is an increase in fibre, which we have a significant reduction of. If you look at the national statistics at the moment with regards to fibre, it is so low. Yeah. Now that has a knock-on effect on gut health and also heart health as well so you cut out carbohydrates in your diet you're also cutting out pretty much one of the key aspects of the diet which is protective for your overall health Gosh, and when you put it like that, it's so extreme, but it's so true because as we touched on with um, gut health earlier as well, if your gut isn't eating enough of the right amount of fibre, like you just said, I think the National Diet and Nutrition Survey this year said we get around 17 to 18 grams. We're meant yeah, to we get do. 30. We're meant to get 30, exactly right. And and if you think about it, if you take that into individual um, diets, there are people on significantly lower amounts, yeah. which is an absolute concern and it will have an effect on people's health in the long term. Well, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but I want to touch on keto diets very quickly. It wasn't something I planned to discuss, but I think it's important that you actually raise this and then we delve into starchy veg, for instance, because I think just understanding what you find in fruit and vegetables is important. <laughs> I mean... This is this goes back to what I was saying at the, at the very beginning. We don't just eat nutrients and we don't just eat vitamins and minerals. <laughs> you don't go into um, a, a restaurant and order a nutrient or, mm. you know, give me a plate of carbohydrates or not. That's We eat food, yeah. right? And the issue here is many people don't, don't appreciate that potatoes are getting, <laughs> yeah. you know, a bit of uh, hard... Very hard time. Time, right, okay. <laughs> poor but, spuds. Yeah, exactly, poor spuds. You know, the good old um, British spuds and, you know, everyone's gone on the sweet potato vibe, which is it is great, they taste great. But we have a significant amount of fibre in um, potatoes. Mm. We also have vitamin C, which people probably don't understand mm. um, or realise. Mm. Um, and... The issue, the main issue with carbohydrates is actually what you're doing to them. So people tend to overeat on them Mm. because you might be having chips, Mm -hmm. which are very Moorish, or you're having some bread and butter, which again is very Moorish. And that's what tends to ensure that people overeat on them because... Yeah, because a boiled potato is not, in my eyes, as Moorish as some chips. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, exactly. But there's still a place uh, uh, for them, absolutely, you know, um, but it's how we have them. Well, they affect your blood sugar levels differently, don't they? they? Because I read that if um, potatoes are consumed cold, there's more resistant starch, so it releases slowly, whereas if you have them hot, it's very quick. Yes, but that's absolutely right. But I still wouldn't say to people overall, you know, only have have them them in that. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's it's potato salad all the way now. Um, um, You know, it really is about context. And it's also about the overall diet. You know, what are you doing, um, you know, over a day, over a week, over a month, over a year? It's not just about one meal 
all one vegetable. No, I find it very difficult to discuss, but I think the fitness industry is a little bit to blame as well here. A little bit? Okay, well, you're being very honest. (laughs) You you can go for it here, Harlow, because I see some very positive aspects of it as well as the negative. Yeah, I mean, I have to say I've worked with some excellent um, fitness professionals I mean I'm talking excellent um, who really have done their research and have trained very very well and 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 it's it's an absolute pleasure Mm. to work alongside them and and to learn from them as well it's the PTs advocating keto and yes exactly because what they don't understand well bearing in mind okay so uh, I'm talking from a place of I'm seeing the um, negative results of it. So when you're having somebody in clinic who is now suffering from an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. disordered eating um, is severely obese because mm. they have been on and off all sorts of um, diets, diets or yeah. they've been made to feel well, ashamed because they can't yeah. yeah exactly and so um there is a huge issue in the fitness community with the level of knowledge Okay. Now, this isn't everybody at all. That, like I said before, there's some excellent trainers out there, but there are also many that are fueling this issue, and it's almost like um, they they are compounding um, the problem. I feel like they they all feel that cutting carbs is the answer to looking aesthetically lean, and that that is a problem. And when we said earlier, like starchy veg that contains, you know, carbs, but it's just harder to break down. Like you said. Vegetables are the things that contain the fiber, so you don't absorb it all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, but... Can you tell me more about the time people always feel bloated after eating carbohydrates and they feel that, yeah, they feel when they cut them out, they feel like they're fine. Yeah, well, I I guess, you know, it really goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, well, probably what type of carbohydrates are you eating? And it... And if you are eating some, you know, a thick chunk of crusty bread with lots of butter, you, you're probably mm. going to overeat on it because it's just yeah. so Moorish. Yeah. So you are probably going to be <laughs> quite yes. bloated yeah. from that. Um, but also um, pulses and vegetables can also leave you bloated as well. Exactly. And so, again, if that's something that isn't very prevalent in your diet, I would say to actually build that up 
gradually because if you go from sort of zero to 100 overnight, you're going to have um, some issues and probably not going to be very popular as well. (laughs) No, I know. I think um, with the bloating, I think people also forget that it's how you eat the food as well. Are you chewing it properly? Exactly. 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 I mean, there are lots of factors to bloating and, and there may also be some serious issues as well. So again, if you are worried, first of all, go to your GP, get um, a referral to a registered dietitian um, so that you can ensure that there isn't um, any underlying issues because if it is something that is consistent then I would say it's probably something that you need to get um, looked at. 100% not just the simple water retention because with every carb you you attract water molecules so (laughs) you'll feel a little bit heavier so I think to round things off on that discussion as well um, it's not sustainable is it because more than 50% of people that go on diets put the weight on and more. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again, diets don't work. Yeah. Okay? Delve into that for me because there's a lot of people at the moment hailing calorie deficits and lots of things. That's all very well if you're a lab rat. Yeah. But we're human. We have emotions, we have lives, we have stressful jobs and life in principle might work like that but the reality is very very different so that is why the success rate is as poor as it is Mm. that's one of the many reasons but it is unsustainable in the long term Mm. and actually I would probably and this is probably a little bit contentious I would probably say and if it is that sustainable you probably have some level of disordered eating in there as well very contentious but very fascinating and actually I tend to associate as well this is anecdotal and I'd love to look up more research on this area those that are highly driven that stick to the diets rigidly they do tend to come under disordered eating behaviors. they do indeed and we see them in clinics yes you will have seen that yourself our um, ability I, to stick to that yeah exactly because we you know I don't like to use the word normal but if you are that rigid in your thinking think about it, it has a knock-on effect mm. are you you um, saying no to invitations with your friends? Mm. Are you going out to dinner anymore? Mm. Is it impinging on your life? I would like to say uh, pretty much yes it is because it's not um, sustainable and it's also not socially that viable and if you are being that restrictive then I would say look at your psychology and how it's making you feel because the other concern is when people then go off piste so to speak they go on holiday or they they go off at the weekends what you're actually seeing is binge eating behavior yes because you're going for it at the weekend and then during the week you're being very strict and that has a knock-on effect on your set point and your weight anyway long term exactly right and it's what i call the pendulum effect and by that i mean however far you swing this way with regards to your restriction I'm telling you now, it's going to have the equal and opposite effect Ooh. in the negative aspect. I could do I a see whole other podcast on this. <laughs> day in, day out. Well, maybe we, we yeah, will. Yeah, I think to explore because that's that that's um, mm. that's a whole other discussion right there. But. Yeah, to well, it's like your body competitions and things like that. But yes, yeah, you're right. We'll delve into that another time. I think um, let's round off with how people should think about incorporating carbs into their diets. So, what are the main tips? You've mentioned the two cues, the quality and quantity. What would you advise the listeners? So basically, it's it's all about balance and variety. Now the biggest um, issue with regards to carbohydrates that people tend to um, 
get skewed is, is is the quantity. Yes. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a bowl of pasta at all. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But it's really about looking at your diet overall and looking at the amount. So in basic terms, if you were to split a plate, okay, in half, half that plate should be um, salad vegetables and vegetables and the other half of the, uh, the plate should be split in two. Now this is if you're looking at weight management, yeah. right? And, um, and then the other half, so a quarter of that, we're looking at protein and the other quarter we're looking at complex carbohydrates mm-hmm. ideally now that's a very simplistic view everybody will be different and some people plate. exactly some people will require more and you, and other people will require more complex carbohydrates yeah. in there as well um, and this is what I'm saying there is no one size fits all I cannot stress this enough yeah. I mean, I'm so pleased that you wrote a book on nutrition, Rhiannon, right? Thank you, you, book, you wrote a book on nutrition. We try Thank and say you. that in Renourish. We Thank try you. and talk about it. Because, <laughs> you. and people ask me, why haven't you written a diet book? Well, I haven't written a diet book no. and I won't be writing a diet no. book because diets don't work. And the, yeah. if they did, we'd have one Bible yeah. and we wouldn't have an epidemic of, e- of obesity or and eating, and disorders. eating disorders, exactly. Okay, so there is something amiss, right? A hundred percent. Gosh, I mean, yeah, the balanced plate analogy is good, but I feel like everyone wants us to give, and if you're listening to this podcast and you wanted us to say, this is exactly how much you should be eating, I'm so sorry to disappoint you, but at the same time, I'm not, because I'm hoping we've opened your eyes to the fact that you have to do a little bit of the groundwork yourself, and it's something we do. So basically, the fact is, with regards to each person, Male or female? What's your starting weight? What is your lifestyle? Have you had a blood test? What is going on with regards mm. to, to that? You may be deficient in iron. There could be issues around calcium. So all of these factors we look at when we are consulting um, a health, patient. Your digestion. gut health. There are a, a myriad of factors yeah. before we work with somebody. And I say work with because we provide the information. And at the end of the day, Rhiannon, it is an informed choice i am not here to tell anybody how to eat i am here to give people the facts and and also to work most importantly on people's relationships with food because when i see the devastating effect and i have seen people die through eating disorders these are the facts but you won't see that glamorized in in the press or on social media right and the other effect is severe obesity and patients having bariatric surgery okay and some of those um, patients were never severely obese but they actually started um, their obesity journey with the first diet they embarked on. Which is why it's not willpower. I'll emphasise again it's really not a choice to be obese or any anything like that. It's really not. We've had lots of questions for you from followers okay so you won't have seen any of these um and again, um, we can't offer bespoke advice, but we'll do our best to see what we can say. So Sonia has said, should I be exercising more on the days when I eat carbs? Well, again, we can't give individual <laughs> no. uh, advice because that really depends. What does Sonia do for a living? Yeah. Um, uh, what's Sonia's sleeping pattern? What exercise? What exercise and what, what else is she eating in the diet? I mean, so it's actually a non-question. And hopefully by answering that way, people will actually start to understand. Yeah. This is a thought process when somebody comes in clinic. We, before they've even sat down, there is an, a, 
plethora of information so that we actually need to collate. Yeah, I mean, are you running? Are you doing yoga? Exactly. That would depend on your How two old cues. are you? You know, yeah. there is there are lots of different factors. 100%. So, Sorry, Sonia. Good, good answer, though. Anna has said, oh, my PT told me to only follow a low GI diet in order to lose weight and gain muscle. Is he right? I'm really not sure he knows much about nutrition. I had to pick that question out because I thought it was quite relevant. It's it, it's very relevant, and uh, I think the answers within the question. Mm. Um, I would have said if he's a registered dietitian or registered nutritionist, possibly he knows what he's talking about. If he's done a full assessment, otherwise, if you have any doubts, listen to you, trust your girl in that regards, because do not follow anybody's advice who isn't qualified to give you that advice yeah 100% Angela has said when I cut carbs and upped my protein I lost weight I realized this isn't sustainable as I really miss my carbohydrates but I'm so scared to put the weight back on what do I do oh goodness this is what we see day in day out I know it's just like a day in our lives yeah absolutely because what you have is the magic unicorn bullets yeah Mm. and this is where we get into that cycle of dieting mentality and um, it starts to affect our body image our mood our self-esteem and then we're on this yo-yo diet bandwagon okay so work with somebody because actually what I would already say is that that has already started to affect your relationship with food and also your body image and yeah, work with somebody. That's that, that. That's the bottom line yeah. because it, I mean, I just it just starts uh, the alarm the alarm bells already yeah. uh, ringing. And this, this she's not she's not the exception to the rule. No. That's that's the issue. There are so many people, and I think um, what we might do at the end of this episode, what we will do rather, is put some resources on the end, yes, like some links to send you to for information and who to contact. Um, Steph has said, I've heard that water is needed to break down carbs, so should I drink more water on days when I eat more carbs? <laughs> should I drink more? Uh- uh, you should be drinking the right amount of water for you. Yeah, is that? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a very, very it's, good answer. It's like the nutrition. Um, uh, but do you quiz. know, the average Brit drinks one glass of water a day. Yeah, oh my goodness. that's the latest stat. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, so, I can actually believe it. Yeah. I mean, really, what, we, what we're talking about is fluid, and I don't um, include alcohol in this. No, just to put the disclaimer. <laughs> but um, we do drink no. alcohol, even though we're health professionals. Just to put it out there, yeah, exactly. We're not perfect, yeah, exactly. No, there is no such thing as perfection. I and mean, if you're looking no. for it, it's not here. It's not me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. <okay. laughs> so, right. Well, Hala, that leads me on to my favourite part, which is our fact or fiction round. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. Okay, so answer fact or fiction to the following. Carbs are fattening. That's fiction. Carbs make us happy. Absolute fact. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> no, there you go. She's like, no. She's like, yes, give me more. Bread is bad for us. Fiction. All carbs are created equal. Fiction. <laughs> White carbs are bad. That's also fiction because it's in context. There we go. There we go. Vegetables have carbs. Fact. There we go. All simple carbs are bad and all complex carbs are good. False. Sugar-free equals carb-free. Fiction. Yeah. I mean, how can you possibly... Because everything technically sugar in the body, isn't it? You've got lactose in milk, fructose in fruit... Exactly, it all, carbs. it all gets broken down to monosaccharides. Yeah, yeah? so it doesn't so, matter if it's a carb or not, it will be broken down <laughs> into a sugar. Um, only breads and grains contain carbs. 
Only, oh, fiction. Yeah. Carbs make you gassy and bloated. Not all carbs, fiction. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Did I pass? You, well, you're the Thank expert, you. Harlow. You know, <laughs> well, you're an expert as well, Rhiannon. This is a nice topic for us both to discuss because it's something that I'm sure the listeners can tell I'm very passionate about this because like you, we see the destructive impact daily. Yeah. So that nearly wraps up this episode. But as with every guest, we finish with a food for thought. So mine today would be that the view that all carbs should be cut from someone's diet is just quite simply wrong. Um, carbs can hold such a special place in nutrition as they provide the largest single source of energy in the diet. And most carbs get broken down or transformed into glucose, which is just what we discussed a minute ago, like a form of sugar, which can be used as energy. But carbs can also be turned into fat and stored for energy later on. So we discussed the two cues. Please remember the quality and quantity that works for you. Glucose is also essential for our brains, which we discussed at the beginning, and the preferred energy source for our muscles during strenuous exercise. If you're naturally lean and physically active and and you've got a diet that's rich in carbs, it's going to be likely to enhance your performance and lifestyle if you're getting the right amount anyway as well. So it's for these reasons that any respected health professional would never encourage cutting carbohydrates from your diet. So... I think Harla said it beautifully earlier, please question anyone who tries to do so. So if I could ask you to leave our listeners with one food for thought, it can be anything that you feel they will benefit from, what would that be? Nutrition rocks. Ah, Nutrition rocks, basically. Um, And I'll talk about that. Um, That is the whole reason I actually set up Nutrition Rocks, because as the name uh, suggest nutrition does rock and you need to look after your whole way of eating and it's not just about the foods that you put into your body it's your relationship with food it's how you feel about yourself and your body image and actually one of the key factors that we, we haven't spoken about is that I actually run body image um, sessions uh, for women and have done for Great. many many years because there are so many misconceptions so there is a whole group of um, women and and men who don't have an eating disorder and are not um, obese or severely obese, for example, who have got a disordered relationship with food and also a really poor body image. And it's really around supporting them to understand the myths and the facts that are out there. I'm so happy that you are running these podcasts Aww. to educate people, Rian. And honestly, it's such a, a blessing. And that's why I was really, really happy to come on today because it's so challenging day in, day out, being in clinic and um, it's hearing. It's exhausting. Yeah. Basically, what we're doing is unpicking the mess that other people have created. And many of those are celebrities with millions of followers who, quite frankly, um, are destroying so many women's lives and men's lives as well because of the absolute pressure that people are under to look a certain way and to eat a certain way. And it's just so misguided and it does cause serious physiological issues as well as psychological issues. So emotively put there at the end and I think everyone should check out Nutrition Rocks and we'll put all the links in the uh, show notes. But Harla, thank you for sharing such a passionate and important topic with me and being a guest on Food for Thought. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Keep up the amazing work. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for listening to Food for Thought. It really is amazing to know there's such a craving to hear from expert voices in a world full of confusing advice. 
If you enjoyed this episode, you will absolutely love what's coming next week. So please make sure you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And please, if you have time, do leave a five-star review. It really does help to get our podcast out there to reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully help more and more people. For more information about my nutrition clinic, books, healthy recipes, events, retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. 